Hello and welcome to the Greetings from Wherever podcast. This show is about artistic inspiration and the creative process. Thank you so much for tuning in. Big thank you to all the patrons who make this show possible. To learn how you can join and support the show, head over to patreon.com slash Music. Let's begin. Hey, welcome to the show, dear fellow. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hello, hello. Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah, it's so good to have you. And like, I've definitely um, been following you guys and checking out the live streams and seeing like some music that you guys have been putting out. It's It's been really cool to see you guys like stay busy in some pretty weird times. So, so thank you for like putting that art out into the world for sure. Yeah, it's keeping us going and feeling, uh, yeah, like we have you know, some important stuff going on. Cause sometimes we're like, you know, everything was on like, you know, obviously postponed and delayed. And so we're working on some things we can do. Um, Luckily we, we had this all in progress before everything shut down. So it, it actually worked out kind of well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we were kind of like accidentally prepared because <laughs> we, uh, we had a photo shoot like right before COVID hit so we had all this content to use on social media and then we uh had these recordings like ready to start mixing and Mm -hmm. mastering and stuff and we had to add a few things here and there to the singles we put out and so we just set it up in my closet and then sent it to the engineer uh just some uh like violin recordings and some harmonies and stuff and overdubbing vocals in there and it was kind of a fun experience a little frustrating at times because we're like way out of our element with the actual recording yeah we can play it you know we can play it just fine but then actually (laughs) like tweaking it and stuff is a little tough but you're starting to learn i'm i'm a professional Uh, (laughs) i don't know what you're talking about it's my you know chump change change. (laughs) because we're not on like a set uh time limit or on anybody's time or paying for the recording hours when we do it in our closet it's like it's like a catch-22 because you could spend forever in there without the worries of like the time being on someone else's schedule so oh yeah sometimes yeah. you're like all right this is your last take like come this on. is your last take okay we gotta eat lunch <laughs> yeah, I, yeah we usually do it around meal time <laughs> one of uh i think one of the most useful quotes i've heard was from uh ben levy who uh, he produced a lot of Fair City Fire stuff. And he told me there's no such mm-hmm. thing as perfection, only deadlines. And like, I feel like with a producer <laughs> and you're paying money and stuff, that's like so much easier to like mm-hmm. adhere to. But yeah, like if it's just you, yeah, who cares what the deadline is sometimes, you know, but it's, yeah, I think it's still important for sure. But yeah, that's, I can totally see where you're coming yeah. from. <laughs> um, Boundaries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, what is releasing music during a quarantine been like i know like a lot of times you'd like plan like a single release show or like right. some kind of big blowout thing like was there any temptation to wait you know kind of like walk me through that thought process of like what you guys have been thinking about with that yeah um it's funny because we were trying so hard to like get a single release um venue like before everything happened it was like pulling t- could not get like anything nailed down um I think it's been good for us though because we actually have time to really plan it out and like plan our strategy and the promotion aspect of it yeah we've been 
digging into that more than ever because we have the time. Um, so like having an actual digital campaign, um, you know, whether that's like e-blasts or playlisters or uh, even like a pre-save campaign, we had never done that before. So we were able to plan it out because we're not in a rush. And uh, so we were able to like, you know, submit it to our distributor like months before it was going to be out. And usually it's like, we're in a rush and we're like, let's just get it out as soon as we can. Cause so it's just, like maybe we had a single release party or something. Yeah. Cause it, cause of those deadlines we were talking about of just in all aspects of music. And so now not to have those deadlines, it's been nice in that way to really give, uh, to really give it, you know, the, the attention it needs. And, um, we've been reaping the benefits of that too. Like our, our online presence is, is going up and our numbers uh, on Spotify and, you know, social media, uh, we're hitting some goals of ours that we had on the back burner. So. Yeah. That's so yeah. great. Yeah. I think like when you get caught up in like planning a show on top of everything and like, I don't know, whenever I've thought about releasing or whenever I've released music in the past, it's always been like, okay, I'm going to like have it ready. Like, you know, two, three months before like the song mm -hmm. will be done, done. And then it gets sent everywhere. And I have this plan. And then like, you get to actually doing it and then like you actually have it done like maybe a week or two before it's yeah. supposed to come out. Right. You know, yeah. like, it always oh takes so much longer yeah. than yeah. you think. Yeah. It does. Yeah. We definitely, I think our original plan was to have the whole EP out in like March, which oh, wow. I don't think that ever would have happened. Well, yeah, no, originally we were going to have it out. I think the end of 2019. The, yes. That and then, the and then we were like, and then we we're like, okay, new year's. <laughs> <laughs> like we were gonna like okay january 1st or 2nd but we uh we were gonna go on tour this summer our first tour and so that was like the ultimate like we have to have oh, it yeah. out by this we so had we can to sell it we were gonna have to have it out by july because we had booked started booking venues on this tour route she planned yeah it was gonna go all the way to chicago wow and come back r.i.p and we started booking gigs which was nice uh like on the route that we'd chosen and then you know i all had to cancel but um yeah, we were in a crunch to try to get the EP done by then. And then... <laughs> so, so now yeah. it's just like, let's just take it. It's like, time. whatever. <laughs> I don't know when we're going to tour, so... Like, exactly. Maybe 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God, I hope it's uh, before that. But yeah, I think, you know, one thing I've definitely picked up on from like planning a few tours uh, for Fair City Fire in the past is like, I think the first one was like a lot of like just trying to figure out what the hell to do, how to plan things, how to like figure yeah. out a route, you know, and then I think it got a little bit easier every time. So that's one thing to look it's forward to, to next time you like, you know, you yeah. know, try to route this thing or, you know, send out the emails and all that stuff. Like, yeah, cause yeah, like trying to book a show out of town is definitely different than trying to book here in Austin. And in some ways it's a lot easier, <laughs> like in some ways, <laughs> yeah. you know, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. And like, I do think that saying you're an artist from Austin carries some weight. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. you know, that's one good thing about being in such a competitive and like music city. That's just like, you can just be so inspired at any moment going out to see someone play. I mean, when we were able to do that, but you know, like mm -hmm. even like seeing people from here live stream and stuff, it still carries that weight, I think. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, well, that's that's really interesting to hear how that was, um, in a way, a gift to kind of be able to take your time and not worry about like, you know, the single release show, even though I think that would have been fun. But, you know, it's like, <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe an EP release show. Who knows? 
Yeah. <laughs> it ended up taking that long. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, we were playing like 10 shows a month. So we were definitely on the performance track. Um, and, you know, there's so many different like avenues that you are on as an independent musician that that was kind of like our track for a while. So we got to go into some of the other ones and give them some more attention. Yeah. I mean, I was having to rely on live gig uh, live gigging a lot more because I, I made the jump to full-time musician uh, in 2019. And so we had a bunch of momentum going because mm-hmm. I was like, I, I got to get these shows. Gotta I gotta get paid. Like, and then, um, and, but, you know, we were playing some shows that, you know, are less for us, more for the crowd, you know, like those background kind of gigs yeah, um, that, you know, pay well and stuff. But um, it was nice to, to not have to be so consumed by those during the la- the quarantine months, um, so that we could do these other things. Mm-hmm. But now it's, we're now we're uh, you know wrapping back up in that realm. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's amazing how different that is for someone listening that might not like understand like what it what it means to play like a you know original showcase versus mm-hmm. like being basically part of the wallpaper at a at a yeah. place. You know, <laughs> like it's uh it's really it's it can be kind of draining it can be sort of soul sucking in a way but you do it because it's like you're getting to play music and you're getting paid and it's kind of cool in that way maybe you get a nice meal or some drinks or something you know but it's a totally different ball game and it's a different approach you know and uh yeah you know that's that's kind of like a yeah that's an interesting thing that you might not know if you're not a musician for sure like what that difference is but i don't know if there's like necessarily an easy answer to this question but uh, I guess I want to know, like, you know, with songwriting and making music and stuff, it can be and feel a little bit thankless at times, you know, and it's sort of like a thing that we all do because some, at least for me, like, I know I do it because I feel like I have to, it's like part of mm-hmm. who I am and stuff. Like, why do you guys do it? Like what, what makes you keep at it? Like, What made you quit your job and pursue music full time? And like, you know, what, what drives you to keep making all these posts and like, you know, putting out these songs? Like, what is it? That is a hard question. Do you yeah. Go first? <laughs> um, I'll let you go first. Um, well, I think I have a feeling like you do or that underlying like um, drive to, to get that creativity out despite how pretentious that sounds. <laughs> um, but just, um, yeah, like the the I think that that music is like the closest to magic that you can get to. Um, uh, so you know, I think that music's just always had the biggest impact of anything I've ever experienced in my entire life, and um, I wouldn't want to go a day without it. And then, I guess at one point, I just you know, you, you start playing and, you know, you, you graduate from singing in the shower <laughs> and singing in the car with the, with the radio or whatever. And I don't know, you just start fiddling around and one day that spark hits and uh, you start making something. And then there's no greater feeling than, than making a, a song, writing a song, I think. Um, especially when it comes, all comes together and it's like finished and but it's just really exciting in, in the process even too. So I just can never get that thrill anywhere else. Like that, there's nothing that amount, like amounts to that. Um, so I guess that kind of answers it. Like, it's just really like, yeah, passion. Like, you know, um, yeah, I just, 
I got to a point where I was, I was doing music always on the side. And then I got to a point where it was like building up so much that I had to make some choices for just my time and energy. And, and, um, I was like, well, I'm going to go with the thing that feels the, like the best and music's always going to feel the best. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm kind of <laughs> rambling now, but, uh, <laughs> no, I think that's a great answer. Yeah. Very, very yeah. thoughtful and stuff. What about you, Alyssa? Yeah, um, kind of what, like what you're saying, Matt. It's it's pretty magical the fact that you can one second a song doesn't exist, and then you know, however long later, it's like you've birthed this new thing into the into the atmosphere. Um, it is magical. Yeah, and I was gonna say too that like the feelings that I got as a kid hearing certain songs and that lasts to me to like to this day um and it really inspired me to be a musician is the kind of feeling that i want to instill in somebody else like that that's my main goal uh is to just pass that on like and if i if i made like an impact and made someone else want to be a musician or a songwriter then that's like the the biggest goal for me so um, spread the spread the love yeah i mean it's just and also it's just like so therapeutic and during like wild and crazy times it's like one of the best things for me to get lost in and i think people that have never experienced that or realized their potential and that way musically that um i'm just hopeful that they'll they'll get there and mm-hmm. yeah i think like i've been doing music almost my whole life like I can't imagine doing anything else similar to Matt, like, cause I made the switch to full-time music maybe like a year before you did. Um, I was teaching preschool for five years mm. and I was like, man, I'm putting so much like of my creative energy into this. I gotta, like, I'm not having enough left for my music. So I, I gotta make a switch. Um, yeah. and luckily I was able to do that. And every time I like one of my students, wants to quit I'm like oh you just don't know you don't know yet how like amazing this is gonna make you make your life like it's it's not like any other you know extracurricular or whatever it's it's like way deeper yeah it's interesting you guys you guys have both like talked about energy and I feel like it's interesting because I think people could look at like a nine to five and be like okay well after five I can create and go play a show but it's like it's such a different thing. It's such, and like mm-hmm. energy is so important. And like, I know that like my songwriting when I was working that nine to five, um, you know, definitely suffered because I just didn't have the energy and the, the drive even, you know, like the, it's just like, mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're focusing so much energy on something else, how are you going to have energy for this thing that you also really care about? You know? And I think mm-hmm. that's a, that's a really interesting point for sure. Um, and I wanted to ask you, cause you kind of mentioned like people that have influenced you to be a songwriter and stuff. Uh, who are some of those people that kind of like inform your sound in a way and, and kind of like, and have influenced you to, to be where you are? So many, so many. Um, okay. Let's see. So we've got, <laughs> Andrew Bird, huh? um, great violin looper and writer. And professional whistler. Professional whistler. Um, yes, he's great at whistling. Uh, yeah, he's like uh, a, Bon Iver. He's... Yeah. 
yeah. an, an amazing skill. Boney Bear, which apparently is really pronounced Bon Iver, but I'm going to stick with Boney Bear because it sounds cool. I don't think anybody actually knows how it's pronounced. <laughs> <laughs> the mystique, the mystery it's, of it all. What are, what are some artists that got you to start in the first place? Um, I was a big Beatles fan, which nice. is very cliche, I feel, but it's just true. I mean, it's just true. Um, yeah. I listened to the oldies radio station every day when I was growing up. Uh, I would eat my breakfast and listen to the oldies radio. So Motown for sure. Yeah, it depended awesome. on which car I was in. Uh, if I was in my mom's car, it'd be like, yeah, because it was the 90s. So all the 90s hits, like, for example, Don't Speak by No Doubt. That one got me good. Oh. Um, but um, Beautiful. Uh, Smash Mouth? Are we going to go Smash Mouth? Oh, okay. So Smash Mouth. Um, what was that? Uh, All Star, right? Well, All Star. Yeah. All Star. Yeah. That was my favorite song for like a year when I was a little kid. Um, That's all. The mean, 90s was cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of, oh, oh, sh- like sh- Sugar Ray was Sugar big Ray for me as a sad, kid. Um, and Michelle Branch for me. Um, I guess that's 2000. Gosh, what was that? What was that song? Um, uh, Love, uh, love me by the cardigans. Was oh, that? love fool, love fool, love yeah. fool. It's a great jam. Uh, yeah, um, but the, not that these are the artists like we. I currently listen to or anything, but those are some of those moments I remember as a kid in the car and being like, "It's like this is this is cool. cool. Like, what is going on here?" And then yeah. uh, and now you know I go back and listen to those songs and I like, can kind of pinpoint what I, exactly what I liked about them and like parts of the production that I think are cool. And, oh, I'm gonna say one for you the the OC soundtrack. Oh, the OC soundtrack. Uh, is that uh, <laughs> Phantom Planet? Is that did they do? Oh yeah, yeah. They, well, they did the theme song. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah, but some of the artists on that show uh, that I was introduced to, like Jeff Buckley, became a big influence, and he had his Hallelujah version in that show. And um, were you wanting to know these like little kid influences or like our influences now? I mean, it's cool to hear you guys talk about that stuff. Either way, it's fine. I mean, it's it's just um, yeah, talking about kind of the beginnings and then like yeah, I mean, I guess like if you were to say like i don't know dear dear fellow was influenced by okay well yeah artists. i think that's, like so i think what we well and i usually say i i mean like andrew bird feist um emily king nick hakeem uh alabama shakes um radiohead uh staves um the strokes what about you i mean that's why that's why i like you guys i love all those bands (laughs) um let's see i'm definitely blanking on a lot Uh, i recently we really like still woozy he's kind of a a new artist we jam a lot um and i'm trying to think of maybe i'm crazy but i hear like a little bit of Amy Winehouse in your stuff. Oh, oh yeah, that that was, that's okay. a huge one. That's a yeah. huge one. Yeah, yeah. We have like this dual, dual uh, influence. Like we have like the jazzy soul, yeah, R and B style that we when we do songs of both styles, and then we yeah. have like the indie folk style. So yeah. like we have like a, a pretty big mix of artists and styles, and that's why it's so hard for us to 
decide our genre like we're just yeah. like multi multi-hyphenate uh, and I feel like our right our particular writing styles are different like like we usually usually write one of those styles yeah well ourselves. like for example like, run around is like very diva-esque jazzy mm-hmm. um groove kind of to it but then each night each night <laughs> was like pretty straight up like indie folk a little like indie pop yeah but you also have a song coming out on the ep that's like pretty much just indie folk let mm-hmm. it breathe yeah um like that one's like very different from run around but yeah we like the fact that it's different so we're not like very predictable yeah yeah uh, but sometimes it's a little hard when you're trying to like brand and campaign yourself because you, you don't really fit into one hole it's like um yeah but well, yeah I amy think- winehouse is a huge influence for both of us so yeah, yeah i think that's um that's a good, I mean, that's how you get a lot of the, you know, most interesting music, I think, is when you have different people collaborating that come from, like, different musical backgrounds. And, like, I, it seems like you guys are both um, sort of, you allow each other to sort of, like, feed into the songs and stuff, like, as opposed to, like, this is my song, it's got to sound this way, you know? Like, I don't know, maybe you could walk me through that process of, like, how, how, how does that go? Like, it sounds like somebody writes something and then the mm-hmm. other one maybe helps or is it more of a complete song when it comes to the table? I just remembered some other very important influences. <laughs> I just got to throw these names out. Bruno Major. Bruno Major. Okay. I don't know if you've heard we of haven't him. Checked him. He's out. a really cool no. jazzy guy. Cool. Um, Eloise. Eloise is really cool. And She's very Amy Winehouse. And Billy Martin. Billy Ooh. Martin's. <laughs> we like I'm a in. lot of, they're kind of like, like not super well-known names, but yeah, Billy Martin's great. And um, we, we really like Lake Street Dive, too. Oh, yeah. That's uh, a good one. newer album, though. We like the older albums yeah. a little more, but we <laughs> yeah. like them. Um, okay, yeah. sorry. Okay. Is that, you got it all out of your system? <laughs> <laughs> they were just, like, coming in. Um, no, yeah. Okay, so good. let's take let's take Run Around for an example. So I wrote that on piano, and I don't like to bring the piano out to live gigs anymore because it's just such a bitch to carry around. Yeah. Um. So we had to adapt it to guitar so that we could play it out live. So I was like, okay, Matt, you gotta just change this, like make it, make it so you wanna play it. Uh, and so um, he turned it into this very like California, very cool, I don't, I just always think California when I- <laughs> You think of like California- Pop rock, I don't know. Indie pop rock or something, I don't know. But yeah, so she had it just like, you know, chords mm-hmm. playing through and then I kind of like made it into a riff and uh I was like just tell me if you like this or not but I think this is cool like I spent some time with the with the chords and um and then yeah it, it ended up being like a it made it really fun and it brought a different energy to the yes. song yeah yeah in a very cool way um and so yeah that's how that one started she brought the whole song to me and yeah, I just kind of made it my own with some chord variations and some uh, some riffage. Um, and yeah, that was a fun one to do. And then the same thing for me, I, I, I'll, I'll write like the whole thing and uh, I'll play it for her and we'll like uh, add violin parts. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes we'll adjust like lyrics here and there. But, like a little melody or something. Yeah, or like, like a polish a melody here or there, but it's usually pretty done. Mm-hmm. And the other one just, you know, helps to harmonize and um, add add more uh, production to it. So, 
awesome just yeah yeah that's really cool uh kind of before we get into the deep dive which will be more um more about that song uh mm-hmm. i i i ask i'm asking everybody that comes on the show because i think it's a fun question um mm-hmm. if you could be successful at any other type of art what would it be i know the answer to this right away all um, right photog- photography okay cool uh one of my biggest regrets is that I did not major um, in visual art as well as musical art in college because I feel like I missed out on a lot of, because I was very into visual art growing up. Um, and I did a lot of, like I did art classes every semester, every year. Um, so that was a missed opportunity of my life. But I did take some photography after college. That's cool. Well. Um, but yeah, I love, I love photography. The uh, first guest on the show that actually the episode came out today as we're speaking, um, he was, uh, he's a music photographer. So it was kind of cool to, to talk to him about all that, what that world is like. And um, it's so interesting, you know, that world, but yeah, that's, that's cool that you mentioned that. I just thought like, yeah. wow, what a, what a coincidence. <laughs> but, what about you, Matt? Um, well, I've always been very interested and passionate also about uh movie and film industry so um like tv tv film industry i would love to be like a director or a uh um one of my 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 other like dream job i wasn't going to start with this because it's still like music related so i guess it kind of fits the question but music supervisor oh yeah so so the one in charge of like placing songs in certain scenes and stuff that i just feel like that would be an amazing job and like when i'm watching when I'm watching something, I'm more focused on the music, but the way the music blends with the the um, cinematography and stuff, there's just that same kind of feeling I get. Like it's probably the closest feeling I get to like songwriting. It's like yeah. uh, I just love the the way those two marry together, and um, I would be I would love to be responsible like for those the feelings that people get watching certain films and like. I just I feel like I have good ideas for that sometimes too. Like I'll be watching something and I'll be like, I think that this song would have been really awesome right here. Um, and I just want to be able to like put that into motion and like see yeah. what it was like if I gave my hand at it. But back to the like the, rec- the recording thing is like, I feel like I should have gone to like film school because like mm-hmm. I don't know how to learn how to do all that stuff. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, well, that's yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. Um well, yeah, I think that's that's really cool. Um, and I think uh, if you guys are feeling good, let's do the deep dive section. Let's do it. Let's talk about Runaround. I'm deep so dive. so excited to get into this song. We're we're diving yeah. in. <laughs> Gotta make yeah, the sound effects go. or something. I don't know. I put yeah. on my scuba. I put on my scuba <laughs> gear. <laughs> um, <laughs> Snorkels. Let's go. Yes. All right. Um. So. You know, obviously I, I could tell because like, I read through the lyrics and I listened to the song, you know, a, a ton of times, even before, like asking you guys to come on because it's, it's a great song. Um, uh, it's it's a very it seems like a very personal topic. And, and um, you know, it's interesting. I think um, you know, a lot of us songwriters, you know, sometimes we wonder if there's a line where something might be like too personal or like too mm-hmm. out. The, do you guys feel like there's there's a line or is that is do you guys want to express yourself exactly what you want like where 
where's the line on that? Like, and, and how did you kind of like toe that line? Cause I think this song is great at that. Like it's very relatable, but you can also tell like that you're singing about something very personal. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like usually when I'm writing something, I'm not one to do like super specific lyrics. Um, I think partly because like when I'm listening to a song, sometimes if I hear something like really specific, it turns me off a little bit. Yeah. Um, or like back to the whole, it sounds cheesy thing <laughs> can, can sometimes happen. So I don't know. I think it's just not the way that I write personally. Um, I try to usually keep it a little bit vague. Um, is that the question? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's so, that's good for sure. It's like when you're saying my head, head there's a line that's like head stuck in the clouds. Yeah. So you would never want to say like cumulus cloud. <laughs> I'm just yeah, kidding. Exactly. I'm totally kidding. No, yeah, I know not. what you mean. You mean more like specific to like detailed things around you. It also, yeah. I think it takes away the connection that the, the audience can have. Yeah, yeah. because when it's a little more vague, not too vague, but you know, everyone Still can, everyone can interpret it in their own way. Mm-hmm. I like that too about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, I think it's also I, one thing that I've definitely focused on in my own songwriting and I could tell you guys do too, is like offering like a, you know, unique perspective with your lyrics. Like you're not writing about the same kind of things that everybody's written about a million times. Like it's, or maybe it's something familiar, but it's a little bit a different look at it. Like, you know, I think uh, a lot of us can relate to like the feeling of knowing someone or caring about someone that is like with someone they shouldn't be with, you know, and, and things like that. That seems to be the theme of the song. Correct me if I'm wrong. It seems to be oh, like, yeah, that is. yeah. So <laughs> So, yeah, like, I think, um, you know, I, I think that idea is is something you don't hear about a lot, but it's something that we've all been through. And I think that's really interesting that you guys did that. Is that something you guys focus on, like, writing about, like, unique topics, or is it just whatever's on your heart at the time? Um, I'd say it's probably whatever's on my heart at the time. Um, man, I'm not just blanked. Um, yeah, so this song is about like a specific situation. Um, and usually it, it kind of sounds like like a heartbreak kind of song or something, but it's not. Um, but yeah, I think um, like I'm thinking about some other songs that I wrote. I think we just, you know, we're not like the type to write just a, a love song or something like that. Um, yeah. yeah, I think there's a little more nuanced yeah. to me writing something yeah 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 it's kind of like what about what about the love you know is yeah. interesting to write about yeah which is cool exactly. I think that's yeah that's yeah. awesome and i was gonna say for my side of it um i usually do whatever's on the heart at the moment too but it's funny because during quarantine i've actually changed it up a little bit and i've been playing some video games uh woo woo yeah. Uh, Nintendo, Nintendo Switch, let's go. Um, but um, I got in, I got inspired by a couple of video games, and so like those informed <laughs> two songs I wrote, and actually titled the video game. I mean, I titled the song after the video game. So that that was a first time for me. So I kind of changed it up recently. But um, yeah. that's pretty cool. 
Yeah. yeah, it's it's amazing. Um, and I think that's an interesting point that, you know, you bring up that I think like that inspiration can really just sort of come from anywhere. It doesn't have to be like a specific place or like, you know, like I've definitely watched movies before and been like, I want to write about that thing within the movie or mm-hmm. like read a book. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I haven't exactly. done that about video games yet, but I do play and it, <laughs> it will happen. I bet like it's it's going to be a thing where I'm going to be like, yep. Yeah, got a nice song about this story arc. <laughs> I, I get a lot from books. Like I'll I'll read like one line or something and take a picture of it, and it'll usually surface into a song. Um, yeah, down the line. Yeah, that's awesome. I've done that too. So uh, with uh, this song specifically, run around. Uh, you know, the first line is, uh, "Why do I bother trying? Your head is in the clouds," and that is such that's such a hard hitting line. Like, I feel like you could listen to that one line and know exactly what this whole song is about. Like, do you guys, Yeah, I mean, do you guys think about that when you're writing that first line, is that always an important thing? Like encapsulating the whole song or is it like, cause it seems like when you hear that, you're like, Oh shit. Okay. Like it's, <laughs> it's like a, it hits you hard right away, you know? So is that something you guys always try to do? Like, what's your thought behind that? I will say that that was not intentional and a happy uh, circumstance. Um, cool. <laughs> I do think that the first line is very important. Um, I usually don't write it first, though. I, I think I usually start with a chorus. Um, I find verses much more difficult to write. Um, but yeah, I think the first line needs to grab the attention um so that's what i tried to do yeah with my first lines it's like writing an essay you know yeah that. gotta have that what's it called the um thesis wait what that sentence that like encapsulates the whole meaning. Uh, oh there's boy. a name for it oh boy. i don't know we were talking about grammar uh, before we got yeah <laughs> maybe somebody will yeah. know somebody will tell us <laughs> somebody will tell us yeah leave it in the comments folks no I'm... leave it in the comments below <laughs> uh, call so... in right now <laughs> call, call into the show which would be creepy if you knew this was happening please, uh... oh, my phone's going off <laughs> please don't call me about this please people uh <laughs> Don't call me ever. <laughs> Text only. Text only. Um, <laughs> no, uh, so I know sometimes you guys, uh, you trade, yeah, sometimes you'll trade lead vocals within songs. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just the same lead vocalist the entire time. Like, how do you guys make that decision? Is it sort of dependent on who wrote it or how does that, how to, or what the song needs or how does that go? Um... Yeah, it's usually um, whoever wrote it is usually the lead throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of the songs where we like switch off is because like the song kind of feels like it calls for it. Like, um, like you came along. Yeah, like you came along is kind of like a duet in the in the in the way that the first verse is about it. it, it it's also kind of in the same line of thinking. Like we're kind of like trying to have that nuanced take on a maybe typical topic but like the fact that both of these people are going through the same thing and like they needed each other to resolve it that's what you came along is about it's like you have the guy's perspective in the first verse and he's like 
down in the dumps and he needs some something to change and he needs to like find somebody he didn't know he needed and then the and then you have the chorus hits that that is about him finding that person and then you find out that the girl that that, that solved that issue for him had the same exact issue he had and he solved it for her so mm-hmm. it's like um so it's that that right there's like just an example of why we chose to do that um and we have another song that's not only like the whole verse is separate, but inside the verse, like we play off each other mm-hmm. um, that we're hoping to record next year. But um, <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of fun and it's kind of just to change it up a little. Yeah. Um, like they could be, you know, they don't have to be like that, but we kind of like to do that now and again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you, go ahead. I was just going to say, you can usually tell who wrote the song, but who's singing the lead. <laughs> I, yeah. I had I had a feeling that was probably the case, but you know I yeah. wasn't sure. I wanted to hear so from you guys. So we yeah. should switch it up, and I, I should write one for you. And you well, I, I I I've been writing a lot. Like I've been on a writing kick, and she's been kind of on a drought. Yeah. So, but I have all yeah. these songs I'm sitting I'm sitting on. I don't know what to do with them, and I was like, I'll totally. You can just have one or two and just Ooh. sing. But I told you, and you're like, no, I don't want your I don't want your leftovers. Or, I, oh my god! I feel like this happened in a dream. I don't. No, it didn't. You, you were like, no, I'm gonna write my own. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I just I think this one would sound good for you to being lead. Let's do it though. We're gonna you're gonna yeah. you're gonna have to start having these conversations in podcast form so it's recorded <laughs> and you can listen to so them back. Know you know, happened. yeah, we can yeah. go back and say right in the I house. Said this. <laughs> like, all right. All right, put on the headphones. Let's put on. Let's get the mic going. Let's see, minute, minute it's forty-nine. On. You said you wouldn't do that. No, that sounds terrifying. Actually, let's. <laughs> That's some Black Mirror stuff. <laughs> that is. That is. Um, so, kind of on that same uh, wavelength, um, you know, you guys are uh, one of the things that I, I know you by and your style by is like the vocal harmonies. You guys are really big mm-hmm. into that. Um, yeah. I know, I know you guys, and I know like I've seen you live, and you guys are incredible at that. And um, it's like if I had to say like your superpower is something, it's that like the blend and like the it's it's so cool to listen to. I mean, I guess like I know that you guys could have done vocal harmonies throughout every track with every line that you do, <laughs> but you know, I guess where what's the decision of like when to use them, when not to, when to pull back, you know how many vocal layers to add like how does that Mm -hmm. thought process go well when you're doing it live that you know kind of dictates some yeah it's hard like you can do more in the studio than you can do live yeah yeah i really i want Alyssa to be able to play violin (laughs) and sing a harmony because it would be such a great skill i know it can be done it's very hard i know it's hard uh just because like so when we play live we have to pick and choose like if she's playing a violin part she can't sing a harmony Um, and i always want to sing like i usually want to sing more harmonies than matt will let me well (laughs) he wants it to be more well because special it's something we realized with recently the songs are putting out and we have all these options like it's hard because i when you have unlimited options and combinations of what you could do with harmonic uh, with harmonies um it's a little hard to pick and choose and i felt like we were like realizing that some of the songs i was singing lead we had a lot more harmonies from you and then right. some songs where you were singing lead there are a lot less harmonies from me <laughs> so we're trying to give it like a balance um but also depending on the song like run around 
is very like diva-esque and there's these yeah. runs that don't need harmonies. Um, so that, that kind of is dependent on that too, like making production choices. Um, yeah. But I don't even know if I have an answer to this, but <laughs> well, I'm just like, I feel like every song's different and we just yeah. kind of feel it out as we go. And sometimes if we go into the studio, we get to do extra things that we sometimes like maybe we hadn't done live. And then sometimes we can fit that in when we do it live. We like rework some things to, yeah. to get more in. And it's fun. Like when you can, like, for example, our song black honey that we put out last year, um, there's a part there's a part going through the song where it's like a, a three-part mm -hmm. vocal harmony like who's and ahs mm -hmm. and that was really fun to do but we had we would have never have thought to do that just playing it live it was yeah. only yeah. when we got in the studio and we we're just thinking of what we could add that was still like real and kind of raw and stuff and so that was fun yeah um but we make decisions like that a lot so mm -hmm. uh yeah. And if, and if we like something we made in the studio, we'll try to reproduce it live too. Yeah. I mean, I could say like on this song specifically, like, you know, it seems like it was like, let's hold off on the vocal harmonies until the chorus. And I feel like that makes the chorus really hit so much harder, yeah. you know? And I think that's, that's, I mean, it's just an excellent choice. And, you know, I think that's something about like being creative is like knowing when to hold back, you know, and yeah. when to, when to do the most and when to do the least and like what moments require all of it. I think you guys do great at it, you know, and I think that's just something I wanted to point out for sure with this song specifically. Um, that's mostly Matt. So kudos to Matt. Nice. So, Good job, Matt. Thank you. He's a natural born producer. Oh, nice. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, uh, the dirt off my shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> so I know, I think like the first release you guys had up on on spotify had drums on it um god i can't yeah. remember the title of it off the top of my head no i'm so sorry wins. yeah no it's okay yeah. no it's called a, yeah. no one wins yeah yeah so yeah it had drums on it and i think a few of the other ones had like you know just sort of slight percussion maybe like a tambourine, tambourine. or something yeah. yeah uh have you guys were you guys tempted to add drums to run around like what what is the thought process there is it like i don't want to go through like hiring a drummer and all that stuff or is it like this song doesn't need it i mean i know you're such a rhythmic guitar player you know that you know i think that carries the rhythm and makes you feel you know like you're in it you know if you were yeah. just strumming chords it'd be different but you know i think so i guess where does that where does that thought probably why did you guys decide to leave off drums i guess is what i'm wondering <laughs> so our goal with this ep um and I guess all of our stuff is to not stray too far from what we can do live. Mm. And right now we're really loving just being a duo. Um, we've tried the full band thing um, and no one's saying we're never going to like go back to that. But right now the duo is just really working for us. So we want to keep it as true to what we can do live as possible. Yeah. Um, and Matt can do like a foot tambourine. So that's why we put some tambourine in. Um, we do have one of the other songs off the EP is going to have like a little kick, like a bass kick, um, uh, drum and like some shakers and stuff. Um, but yeah, we, we're kind of keeping it minimal to not, uh, to not, uh, stray too far from what we can do live. Cause like, especially cause we were going to go on tour with this EP mm -hmm. as a duo 
And uh, it's not it's not that you know you can't have a difference in the recording. We just don't have too much of a difference. Um, and yeah, like she was saying, we're not like we're not ever gonna go back to having drums and, and things. Just at this at this point in time with our current project, we're just sticking to what what's working. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I can, so. I can, I can definitely relate to that thought of wanting to, like, you know, have a recording that reflects your live show because, like, mm -hmm. whenever I used to play, like, um, you know, acoustic duo shows out, I'd be playing like covers and then kind of acoustic versions of these Fair City Fire songs that are mm -hmm. pretty loud songs, you know, and like, yeah. you know, they could be pretty rowdy, and like, I just imagine somebody buying a CD at the show, which they would sometimes because they'd see us at H-E-B or something, like playing acoustic, yeah. and they'd buy the thing and put it in their car or, like, listen to it later and be like, what? Be like, this is totally <laughs> different. Yeah, this, yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. So, yeah, it's, it, it's, that's interesting, and that's, that seems that's, – that's a cool approach for sure. I definitely get where you're coming from. Um, so did you guys play this one out live a lot before you recorded it? Because I know, like, for me mm – -hmm. You know, that's kind of a lot of the way I, I really start to hone songs is to play them live in front of audiences. And then like, you know, it kind of like starts to get narrowed down from that way. I mean, did you guys play this out live? Do you guys feel like yeah. that's part of it's the song our, process? Yeah. One of our go-to's. Um, one of our staples in the set now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For a while. Yeah. It's been in the set for over a year, right? So. Yeah, probably longer. Since you wrote it. Since, yeah. I, since you learned it yeah so <laughs> um yeah we we play um most like i'd say three of the four ep songs out yeah consistently yeah so um we play we played it at every like originals showcase and then also. that's the thing about um playing those background gigs we do have some songs we can like put in there because they their style you know can it they're like upbeat enough can fit can fit those kinds of shows too so that's one that we definitely do everywhere mm -hmm. so yeah. yeah that's cool yeah that's awesome well yeah i definitely really enjoy this song and i think uh everybody listening should go check it out uh definitely going to give everyone listening some homework listen to this song <laughs> at least 10 times uh, oh yes within yes. the next 24 yeah. hours yeah on, on just all leave it, yeah. Leave it streaming uh, while you're asleep, and just uh, on repeat. Thank you. Yeah, that's beautiful. Uh, no, I definitely go go listen to the song. Check out Dear Fellow on Instagram, and I know that's kind of where you guys do a lot of your promotions. Um, mm -hmm. But like, I know you guys have a Facebook page and all that stuff, yeah. and I'll make sure to include links to everything uh, awesome. when I get the show out. But. Um, Thank you guys so much. Uh, do you guys have anything coming up that you want to promote? I know you mentioned, you know, a few times you've got the EP once you kind of release all these singles. Mm -hmm. Is that sort of the plan? It's like single by single and then there'll be like a big thing to put out there or like what What do you guys? Is I think we're going to. So we've done two singles so far and I think we're going to hold off on the last two and put the, the whole EP out as one thing, hopefully. 2021 beginning of Woo. 2021 oh yeah our goal was before the uh winter holidays in december but i don't think it's gonna happen. um probably <laughs> after january so yeah cool. so that's and maybe that's maybe a tour perhaps i you know we'll see yeah, yeah. let's hope yeah, as soon as I, we, we we've done the legwork we know where we're gonna go we <laughs> just can't go yet yeah. So. yeah don't have the dates hopefully officially yet. yeah yeah but yeah. um 
That's awesome. Uh, definitely wish you guys the best of luck with all that. And uh, everybody should make sure to keep track of like when you guys are playing live, you know, the, the song swap stuff is really cool. I can't wait to see how that progresses and, you know, um, the different artists you have on. It's really interesting to track that stuff. Um, but thank you guys so much for joining me and uh, hope you guys have a great day. Thanks yeah. For thanks for having us. This is, this is a good time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. See you guys later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Greetings from Wherever podcast. To support the show, please visit patreon.com slash brianwolfmusic. Or just like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.